Hello, this is Chef Wayne Johnson from Sugar Jazz Bistro, and you are listening to the Seattle Dining Show. Coming to you live from the Test Kitchen Studio high atop Queen Anne Hill, it is time for the Seattle Dining Show. Join us as we explore news about Northwest restaurants, take a look at upcoming events, discover new kitchen tips you can use at home, dive into great recipes, and much more. And now, here's your host, the senior editor, Connie Adams, and whoever else happened to drop by today. Welcome back to the Seattle Dining Show number 1508. I'm your host, Connie Adams. And I'm your co-host, Tom Marin. Last month, we talked about some great getaways, but we had so many we didn't hit them all. So this, this month, we'd like to finish that list. We'll also have an exclusive interview with Jerry Kingen and Jeremy McLaughlin. You know their names from Salty's Seafood Grills, but they have a new venture underway that's going to be a big hit in Seattle and beyond, so we're happy to have them on board today. And in a moment, we'll be discussing our news bites and taking a look at the calendar. But first, we're going to talk about the fundraiser we do each September called Cooking with Class. Yum. It is a, a very yum event. Um, this is our 14th year. It started a long time ago, obviously. And it is based on the love of food and wine. Um, yes, it's a fundraiser, but primarily people come because it is just so fun. We have 22 chefs. This happens at Salty's on Alki, and they, by the way, have donated their space to us for 14 years now. And these 22 chefs each pick a dish, and then they teach it three times, three 30-minute classes. Each class has eight people in it, and those people get to hands-on, gloves-on and everything, make that dish with the chef. But, but the person there doesn't take the class three times. No, you get three different chefs. Oh, okay, good, because I, I, you know, I figured by the third time I was going to learn that dish. But Well, we, we were going to set it up that way for people like you and then thought, now let's just give them a variety. <laughs> so um, it's, it's a very fun thing. You get to really know a chef because you're, you're working with them, making this dish. You can ask them anything, whether it's like how did you get started or why, why would you put that herb in first and not last or whatever and, and get all your questions answered. Um, the chefs really enjoy it. They tend to come back almost every year because normally they're back in a kitchen and they don't get to talk to people the way this event sets it up. So it's very fun. There's a good interaction type of thing where people are, are creating that dish with the chef, not just watching him make it. And we haven't even her. mentioned that you get to eat it afterwards. And once we get all the dishes from the chefs about what they're going to make, we send those out to wineries, and they pair a wine with them and then donate that wine. So once you're done making it, you get to eat it, pair it with wine, talk some more, and then boom, off to your next class. So very, very fun. Um, it Check-in is at 6 p.m., and at that point, Taylor Shellfish is out on the front deck at Salty's with that incredible view, shucking oysters. We've got um, oyster wines, wines that are made, you know, that go really well with oysters. And we yeah, also, I remember last year we had Albarino. That was really yeah, good. Yeah, it was from, great. Uh, was that Alexander Nicole? It was, yeah. This year we have something a little different out on the front deck. We are actually going to have some oyster beer from Pike Brewing. Ah, so we'll okay. have wine and beer out there. <clears throat> now, will I, will I get that uh, from uh, off the table? Will there be a uh, uh, dispensary or will we get it off the back of Charles' back? Yeah, you know what? 
Charles and Roseanne are actually going to attend as attendees this year. Oh, nice. So they'll have somebody else pouring. So the backpack is not happening this year. <laughs> he did that one time. It was very funny. Yeah, the beer jet pack. Yeah. It did look like he was going to take off at any moment. So the details here are the event is September 15th. Tickets are out there, and actually we have less than 40 spaces left. So please sign up immediately, and you go to seattledining.com backslash CWC. That stands for Cooking with Class. Now, there's an auction, too. Who's running that auction? It's John Curley. And actually, Chef Jeremy McLaughlin is his beautiful and talented assistant. And those two are crazy. So just know that you're going to be laughing. That's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And John does something. He's got some new thing every year. So even if you've come, you never know what John's going to do. So the dishes are different. The wines are different. John's going to do some crazy thing. And Jeremy's going to be laughing his head off and throwing his own stuff in. So um, it's very fun. You you have to reserve in advance because you've got to choose those classes. Um, you can go out, as I said, seattledining.com backslash CWC to register and look at what's going on. Our auction items generally, well, not generally, always, are culinary and travel in nature. We're very focused. We like to, to eat and drink and go places. Can you tip us off to what a few of those are this year? Well, I don't know. Um, you know, one of the fun things that has just uh, fallen into place is Jeff Jerka, who owns Davenport Cellars in the warehouse district in Woodenville. He and his wife, Sheila, have come every year as guests. They've always done it, and then they started a winery. So now, for years, they've been donating wine as well as coming as guests. And That's this what year, I remember. this year, they have put together a. Um, auction package where it's a progressive dinner for eight and there's three other wineries in that warehouse district where you will go and have an appetizer all the food is going to be prepared by chef Anne marie who does davenport cellars uh-huh. tasting room food so she'll go over to like bear winery and they'll do the appetizer course there and they'll pair it with a bear wine and then they'll go uh, someplace for, uh, let's see, I think there's a salad. Wow, thing. so she's going to be busy because she's got a prep in three locations. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, so she's, and then and the main entree will be at Davenport Cellars, and then there'll be a dessert. Um, so it's going to be Patterson, Bear, Pondera, and Davenport. So that's a dinner for eight. That's going to be very fun. And each of those wineries that it's involved will also donate, donate two bottles just to give to the winning bidder. So you're going to walk away with a little mini seller, too. And some of these auction items involve some of the some of the big-name chefs around town, and I, I, what, you usually have about 16, 17 of these available. 14, right? 14 generally. Okay. Um, Wayne Johnson is back. He was gone last year for the very first time, and now he's back because he's got Sugar Jazz Bistro, and he's going to be doing a dinner at Sugar. So that's going to be very fun. Um, and that'll involve some jazz music or something. Exactly, live yeah. music, because that's what they do. So there's a lot of fun things. We have um, uh, a raffle that happens, and those are all. I mean, you can buy a two dollar ticket and end up with a a hotel room downtown for the night. Yeah, I and I, I you know, I, I've played before on that and got the Wustoff knife set one time. That was yes. really nice. And this year, Wustoff is donating two travel knife sets, and this is really cool. It's got like a wine opener and um, f- is it two or three knives and and scissors, kitchen scissors, mm-hmm. and it all wraps up in a nice little travel pack that's quite 
petite, and you can, if you cook at people's homes or you go camping or go uh, stay at a beach cabin or something, you can take your own knife set. Yeah. So that's very fun. We've got tickets to Bold Hat production things, you know, like Kirkland Uncorked and things like that coming up for the year. So it's endless. It's endless. It's and the tickets are 150 bucks a person. Exactly. The money goes to a charity. There's no refunds. Because and you'll that. have a good time when you go. You'll have a blast, and people <clears throat> come back again and again because it's just so fun. So that's the story on Cooking with Class. Sign up as soon as you finish listening to us today. So on last month's show, we were talking about getaways, and the list just was long. And I, I see it could be long again, but we'll uh, we'll be brief. This we'll time. get the ones that we had last month, and then uh, I see we have a little tagline here on some others that we'll have to do coming up. I think we should just do the getaways section on this show every every month. That might be fun. So uh, our first one here. Picking up from last month is uh, the Skamania Lodge down in the Columbia River Gorge, and we were just talking about the Columbia River Gorge and what a historical place it is because it has so much history that goes through time, beginning with well the geological history, and then uh, Lewis and Clark, and then all the dams up the Columbia River, and it just goes on and on, and it's just a sensational area. You've got three volcanoes in there, St. Helens, Mount Adams, and uh, Mount Hood, and uh, what better place to stay? Well, there's a few, but this is a good one. Uh, Skamania Lodge is really nice. Um, I like that outdoor hot tub they I got that looks right over that. the gorge. Um, they've got the restaurant there. There's restaurants in town in Stevenson. Um, the rooms are delightful. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know if they still do it. I probably shouldn't even bring it up because I don't know. But for a while, they were doing that thing called Feast in the Forest, and they'd bring in all this great natural organic food, and and you'd sit out on the lawn in front of the lodge, surrounded by the trees. Very cool. Yeah, as the sun went down. Yeah. So you got to watch the whole gorge illuminate before your very yeah. eyes. So they're always doing fun stuff like that. Uh, another one that we like down the Columbia River Gorge is the Inn of the White Salmon. Uh, there's no food going on there, but uh, it's a beautiful sort of a European-style contemporary hotel. And... Uh, uh, the gentleman who runs it and his partner, they do a fantastic job. They took over that inn and they refurbished all the rooms from, like, you know, the original 1930s manufacture and have done a wonderful job of making it a really nice place. Uh, and even though they don't have food, they have wine. So when you get back for at the end of the night, if you want a nightcap, you can do that. And uh, they got a nice selection of some local wines in there. Really and, hospitable people. And oddly enough, you know, White Salmon is not a large town, but there is there are quite a number of pretty good food choices right in town oh, that yeah. you just walk to and then come back and have your wine at the inn. I love that Henny's. Oh, that's so like good. the best place in the gorge right now in my book. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So heading back uh, up into Washington, we wanted to mentioned Port Ludlow Resort, which we seem to do constantly in terms of events and things because they are busy people. They have a lot going on all the time. But the resort itself is just one of those places for me that I go and I just stop. It's just relaxing. It's it's lovely and nice, but it's not fussy and high-end. The people who work there take care of you, but they're like your next-door neighbor when you walk up. Oh, hey, what's going on? Oh, yeah. Like I said, just not fussy. And there's places to walk now. You know, I'm going to get this wrong, but 
there's miles of trails to walk up in the forest, down by the water, on the beach. Um, plenty to do around that area. Um, Fireside Restaurant, Dan Radigan, the chef, is just killer. They use everything local. It's all seasonal. The uh, dinner menu and happy hour menu change daily. just depends on what he gets in, and they print it up about 4 o'clock. You know, and then and the bar I love because it seats four. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you get in, it's fabulous. Yeah, we, we we watched uh, Seahawks. a Seahawks game from there. We, one we watched day. the Seahawks lose. Not that I'm. Uh, that was just so depressing. But you know, that was funny too because it was a, a very quiet middle of the day kind of thing, and pretty soon, you know, people were running out from the kitchen just to see what the TV was telling us, <laughs> and, and we were all just you know appalled. But uh, very fun. So. Um, and then up into Canada, uh, what was this, two years ago now, we went up to Harrison Hot Springs. Yeah. We had not done that before, and uh, we were taking my mom up there because she had been up there years ago on a convention with my dad. We wanted to kind of do a little memory lane thing, and we had a blast. It was a good time. They have literally hot pools all over, indoor and out there. They're natural springs, uh, really lovely. Their copper room is the high-end dining room. They have live music and dancing. It was very fun. And to watch. and that copper room, if 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 you've never been there and your parents have told you they went there, just know that they've uh, they've remodeled pretty much the whole facility. Yeah. So it isn't kind of the way your grandparents or your parents remember it, but it's still a really nice place. And they have a whole new tower. They've got a new you know with new rooms. And it was lovely. I was and there's some hiking. Uh, I, I did a hike out there out to the to uh, a point on the water. Yeah. And uh, there's some other hiking up on the northeast side of the facility above the lake. So, And they also do uh, some partnerships with, like, uh, fishing companies. So they'll they, right in the lobby area where you check in, there's, like, little booths, and you can go over and set up a fishing trip if you're oh, a yeah, fisherman. that's right. Things like that. So lots, lots going on there. And then over eastern Washington, we've got Suncadia, and on that property, not connected, is Swiftwater Cellars. Suncadia is another place that now has been there a number of years, but it's just lovely. It's got a nice restaurant, which is, seems very quiet to me, um, especially compared to Swiftwater Cellars, which is like, party in, everybody's having a great time. Um, but the rooms, um, the pool, uh, they've got a spa uh, in a little separate building that's just, you know, so relaxing and quiet and peaceful. Um, they've got outdoor pools, and that looks over... They, uh, I've forgotten the amount of acreage they have, but it is gorgeous. And now they've put a zip line in someplace that goes through the trees, and you can see that from the pool. It's just really nice. And then Swiftwater Cellars is actually a um, tasting room, supposedly. So it's a, it's a winery, a tasting room, and a restaurant, right? And an event space. And an event They space. do a lot of weddings down in their barrel room, and uh, the whole area is beautiful. It was a mining area, and they've reclaimed this all and still got the mine shaft there yeah and uh, it's a very very great and uh you know it's, it's just a, a little secret and you know you're never going to hear this anywhere else but the seattle dine-in show <laughs> I'm they have a killer hot dog at swift water cellars but you won't see it on the menu it's on the kids menu <laughs> and you can have them make one up for you i think i did last time i was there they actually did it with uh chili and cheese and onions for me too wow See, isn't, isn't that telling that Tom looks first at the kids' menu? Yeah, well, that's where all the good food is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then the the last one I kind of wanted to bring up, just because people do not think about this, is the Silver Cloud Hotels. And I think even in my mind, before I ever talked to them and learned better, thought it was kind of a medium range, you know, place, nicer than Best Western, but whatever. But this is a family-owned, local family-owned um, and they have some really great stuff going on, like the Silver Cloud down at the stadium location in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Also has Jimmy's on first down there, so it's good food and stuff. But they have a rooftop pool. It is so beautiful. Yeah, now that's all on uh, soft, uh, loamy uh, land down there, right? Like in an earthquake, would I want to be in the hotel at that point? This is or? not the thing you talk about when, oh. we're, when we're telling people to go there. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Um, and they have a Mukilteo location. It is right on the water. It reminds me of uh, the Edgewater. I mean, you know, downtown. Oh, yeah. It's it's just like right on the water. So they are in really great locations. The Broadway one is very urban, and it's Jimmy's on Broadway is there, and they're really doing some great stuff cocktail wise. And I think they make their own bitters and things. So the, you know, there's just a lot going on that you would think about with Silver Cloud. Yeah. So that's uh, six of our getaways for this show, and that's we haven't even got into the wine regions of Yakima, Prosser, Walla Walla, Woodenville. Uh, we'll we'll get back to more getaways in future shows, that's for sure. But uh, right now we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll take a look at the latest tidbits from our News Bites file. Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by Ponte Seafood Grill. Hi, this is Executive Chef Paul Duncan from Ray's Boathouse Cafe and Catering, and you are listening to the Seattle Dining Show. can't believe it um while we were away i rebooted the computer and now we're back and i just got the message on my screen it says my free windows 10 upgrade is ready (laughs) should i should i just go ahead and load it right now let's let's wait and (sighs) and do it a little bit later when we have you know 10 to 15 days to load you know, it's funny because on this machine, this is a Surface Pro 3, and I just signed up for it yesterday, and I they pushed it to me today to tell me I could get it. I got like a bunch of other Windows 7 machines that I signed up, and I still don't have the message letting me know I can upgrade. Oh, so Surface is so popular. I think that, that probably internally they don't have as much hardware rigmarole to go through as they do with a third-party vendor or something. But uh, anyways, that's not why we're here. Not at we're all. We're here to talk about news bites and what's going on in uh, with the local restaurant industry around the Puget Sound. So what, what's happening? Well, um, you can always keep up with News Bites um, uh, on Seattle Dining or on our Twitter account, at Seattle Dining One, you know, or going right on to seattledining.com. But um, one thing that's, uh, that's new, and it just opened August 1st, is Charles Smith. And, you know, he doesn't really ever do anything in a small way. And he has opened a thing called Especially wine. his hair? Yeah, especially his hair. Opening a thing called Wines Jet City. 
It's the largest urban winery on the West Coast. has a huge event space, so it's you know you got to go down and see what's happening. So there. he's going to be making wine. He's going to have an event space. Is there going to be a restaurant on the property at all? You know, I'm going to have to go look that up. I I'm not sure there is food, um, but there is food at Orfeo, which just opened August first. Also, twenty one oh seven Third Avenue. This is the third restaurant. For Kevin and Teresa Davis, they have Steelhead Diner and Blue Acre Seafood. So that's the, this is going to be more land-based. He's got a, a Josper charcoal-burning oven from Spain, and he's got a traditional wood-burning oven. He's doing vegetables and meats and some pizza things, flatbreads. So it's hmm. going to be very interesting. It's a departure for the, from, from the whole seafood thing. Um, Naka, Seattle started their Naka Hour, kind of their version of a happy hour, also on August 1st. They're doing bites and drinks from 5 to 6 and 9 to 11. They'll do red and white by the glass, a couple of special cocktails, a chicken rice bowl and seafood tartare. And chicken bowl, you know, is not like your average teriyaki chicken bowl or something when it's Naka. So you know that's going to be something very interesting. And then uh, do they have that special cocktail called the Naka Upside the Head? (laughs) They do now because they are stealing that immediately. I bet they made that with bitters. <laughs> and you're going to be bitter when they make a huge success of that and they take your name. <laughs> yeah. I better go trademark that one quick. <laughs> uh, sadly, the Madrona Eatery and Ale House has closed, and also the Feedback Lounge in West Seattle is closing the 8th of August. Mm. So those are things happening now. I was I was like looking in at the Madrona Ale House, but I never went in there and ate there. Oh. I always thought it was a cool place to go and hang out. I just never did it. So this is your fault, is what I'm hearing. I guess so. Wow. I'm taking them down one by one. I am. Let's just apologize right now for that because <laughs> that's terrible. Um, here's a, f- a funny name: the Hurry Curry of Tokyo. But this is their. Uh, First location, I mean, their second location ever, and their first one's in L.A. So uh, they do happy hour specials, dinner service, unique curries, spaghetti, sake cocktails. So that's um, interesting. I don't. That's coming fairly soon. Um, Sizzle Pie is a pizza place out of Portland. They have four locations in Portland and one in Eugene. Um, and they're going into the old Podog and Auto Battery location up on Capitol Hill. Okay, yeah. So, um, I wonder if there'll be any remnants left of either that they might be able to make a pizza out of. Maybe oh, a nice you know, lead acid pizza. We, or, we don't want to go there. Lead uh, acid pizza, no. Hot dog pizza. <laughs> mm. Mm. Let's see. What else is coming? Um, the people who have Percy's in Ballard um, are opening a place called San Fermo, 5431 Ballard Avenue. Um, and they brought in Tim Baker as one of their partners, and he's worked at Il Terrazzo Carmine and Serafina. He was at, um, you, you may know him, he was at behind the bar at Serafina. And they named a mountain after him too, didn't they? Mount Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mount Baker. He's kind of a, a big-time family in the, in the area. Hmm. <laughs> so let's see. What, what, else what is, is this Heartwood Provisions that RUI is coming up with? Do you know anything about that? I don't. What is that? Uh, it says, uh, RUI Restaurant Starts Building oh, 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 713. Yeah, yeah, I do know about that. They they took over the uh, McCormick space on First Avenue. I'm okay. sorry. I'm just making up that I don't know things right. now. Yeah, that's what's happening there. And they put out a 
a press release saying it was coming, and they would let us know later what was really happening. But construction has started. Call so. us up for the soft opening. Yes, we'll be exactly. there. We'll be there. As long as you don't rename it to Heartworm Provisions. <laughs> and don't bring your dog. Don't bring your dog. <laughs> so um, Scott Staples is opening a burger place in um, – hello, where am I? In Ballard. No, I'm sorry, in Redmond. Saw Leary Leary Way and got confused. Where do we know Scott Staples from? He has um, Unita Burger. He has, um, oh my God, why am I blanking? Does he have that office supply store? No. Oh. Uh, Staples. He's another incredibly important family in the area. Now, what am I trying to say at the gastropub up on Capitol Hill? Why am I blanking on the name of that? Oh, it's like an attorney's name or something. I know what you're talking about. I'm embarrassed. That's terrible. Anyway, they're taking over the former Bill the Butcher location and putting up a burger place in, which seems appropriate. In where? Uh, it's in Redmond. Oh, in Redmond. Okay. Yeah, on Leary Way, 7990 Leary Way, northeast at northeast 80th. And he says that uh, while you need a burger, it's kind of got that auto feeling because it's in the old auto body place. Uh-huh. This has a more countryside Grange feel. So that's opening early this month. And he, uh, the Bison Burger is going to be a menu staple. Oh, good. And they're doing fries and milkshakes, 10 beers on tap, oddly kombucha, cider, ginger beer, root beer rotation. So stuff hmm. like that going on. Um, an, uh, another, uh, not another, but an odd one to me is Full Tilt Ice Cream is opening on Capitol Hill, 501 15th Avenue. But they're not going to do any scoops of ice cream. Instead, they're doing ice cream bars and their paletas, which are fruit ice pops with a whole bunch of flavors. And they're sticking with their theme of uh, arcade games, so a lot of games there. So it sounds like they could just whip up a bunch of those on Sunday night and have enough for the whole week, huh? Maybe so. Hmm. I I don't know their operating practices. Anyway, that's opening August 15th. So for all you adults who need recreational facilities that have arcade games and you still like to suck on a popsicle... (laughs) This is We've for got you. the place for you. I'm telling you, Seattle is full of everything you need. There is a place called Jar Bar opening, and it's a guy named Brian who ran the Madison Park Conservatory and the Taco Truck, T-A-K-O. Um, this he, is, he did both at the same time? He ran a conservatory and a taco truck? I do not know the uh, huh. the timeline on that. He had a partner, so they may have been doing them both at the same time, but I don't know. That's one heck of a resume. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're just making fun of somebody's life's work. (laughs) (laughs) Was that one thing? Was it a conservatory and taco truck, or was he working at the conservatory at the same time he ran a taco truck? No, he had the restaurant, the Madison Park Conservatory in Madison Park, and then there was a taco truck, T-A-K-O. I thought this was like, you know, a conservatory, like a music conservatory, no. and he was uh, doing the taco truck for spare change or something. Often I, I do put musical conservatory stuff on Seattle Dining, but this time, no, it doesn't happen yeah. to me. Anyway, Brian wanted an everyday bar with uh, drinks that you could afford to have a few and not break the bank, and then do a few bites. I mean, it's a very small place. It's like 470 square feet, no real kitchen. So they're going to be doing cold salads, preserved seafood, Spanish cheeses, a few beer taps, Spanish wines mainly, some sangria. That should make you very happy. 
So a lot of these uh, news bites that you're reeling out right now comes from your super secret circle of friends, yes. and and you'll be reeling them out onto the news bites feed as uh, time allows. They will be coming. Okay. I just don't like to overwhelm people by putting a ton of stuff out. Yeah. So I uh, let's see. I I haven't. Still more to go. Oh, it's just I got a little excess information on the Charles Smith thing. Ah. Um, it's one one three two South Albro Place. Okay. On Boeing Field. Georgetown. Yeah. And it's 32,000 square feet. Wow. They, so the Why production am I not fa- surprised yeah. when he's involved? Exactly. The production facility will put out 40,000 cases of wine. And Charles, we really do love you, and, and you're not our monkey. <laughs> so There is a story behind that, but... Um, the Queen Anne Beer Hall is something we have not talked about, and, and it is... So large, you would think Charles Smith would have been involved. And how do they spell um, hall? I believe it's queen, one word, and one word, and beer hall, one word. H A L L. Yeah, B E E R H A L. Okay, uh, and I don't know if it was you know H A U L. Oh yeah, that the would beer be, hall. You could make a beer hall. Um, this is another four hundred seat capacity, forty eight foot length bar with tap stations, live music. They these. The owners have a place on the East Coast that is also huge and apparently does great business. Huh. So, um, and they've hired Chef Robert Mullen, who was uh, used to train at Cordon Bleu. So he's coming on board. He is on board. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that this is the pinnacle of epicurial activity in Seattle that you're going to see. You know, we're, we're, we're in a really great economy right now, and we're seeing all this stuff coming. As we reel out these things, I've got to ask myself, who's going to be left standing at the end of the next recession? Yeah. Because there's a whole lot of stuff that's kind of like cool now, but are they going to get supported when the economic times go backwards again? Well, just alone on Capitol Hill, even just on the Pike Pine Corridor and in Ballard, I mean, it's just... It's out of control. Constantly. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't feel like it's my town anymore. I can't keep up with it. Yeah, it's it so is, much. It is really hard to keep up. It is. So, but so we're trying. So we'll try, and we're doing our best for you people. <laughs> but uh, right now we're going to take a break because we're exhausted, and we're going to come back and look at uh, the calendar and see what's coming up calendar-wise. Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by... Lloyd Martin Restaurant, high atop Queen Anne Hill in Seattle. Hi, I'm Roseanne Finkel. And I'm Charles Finkel. We're from the Pike Brewing Company. And you're listening to the Seattle Dining Show. We are back with the Seattle Dining Show, and it's time for our calendar segment. And uh, what I'm noticing here, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, using a uh, tablet PC to uh, read the calendar, and I'm realizing I just want to let the, the readers know we are coming with a responsive web design for the Seattle Dining website. 
So if you like to uh, read the stories on your phone or whatever, uh, we're going to make it easier for you. We've already got that all done on our sister publication, so we're just going to copy that file over and then spend 10 hours rebuilding the file that only took me originally five hours to make. <laughs> but uh, It's going to be very exciting to have that done. Yeah, yeah, so that's on the way. Um, so we got a whole lot of stuff coming up here. Um, uh, as Connie said earlier, Fireside Restaurant out at the uh, Port Ludlow Inn always has. Oh, you're, I think that's an old one, isn't it? That happened in July. Oh yeah, they hit, hit your refresh stuff going on. Yeah, hit your refresh button. So uh, so if I see one that they're doing, I'll let you know. Uh, anyways, <laughs> there well, is a. Uh, they do 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 their slide, ciders and sliders uh, one Wednesday a it's month. Like every so. month, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, we talked a lot about uh, last month. We talked about Salish Lodge and their culinary adventures. So uh, they've got one of those coming up on the fifth. You say uh, tomato. On the eighth is the Kitsap Wine Festival. Um, I don't know about a lot of wine getting made in Kitsap. Are we growing grapes in Kitsap you know, now, too? On the Olympic Peninsula, there's a lot going on over there. So they, they do a whole thing down on the waterfront, very near the ferry terminal. This is an annual event. You do have to be 21 or over to go, so don't think this is a, a good one to take your kids to. Um, on the 9th, um, Tom Douglas has located some grass down in South Lake Union. It's hard to find that <laughs> nowadays, but he'll be having a lawn party and croquet tournament. So uh, more details about that on our calendar and page. And that, that benefits Food Lifeline, and that's a big thing for Tom. He likes that. Yeah, and it's, it's actually not being held at one of the restaurants. It's being held down at the uh, South Lake Union Discovery Center where they still do have some grass growing. And right by the water, which is very fun. Beautiful ah. place. And they've run all the, the, the dark people out of there, all the all the drug people and all that stuff. Uh, anyways, uh, we got a sunset supper coming up at... That's at the Pike Place Market. Yeah. That's another annual that's really fun. All righty, and then uh, we were talking about Naka earlier, right? Yeah. So Naka Kasaki hosts the pop-up dinner with Chef Yuji Suji. Doing my best on I, all these. I think that may be how it's done. He's a colleague of Shota Nakajima who owns Naka. Okay. So it's at Naka, right? It's at Naka, and this is going to be quite something. It's a 13-course dinner, mostly highlighting French dishes, which is what Chef Yuji does. Um, and then they're offering an optional wine and beverage pairing for 40 per person. So the dinner is 175 but, you know, you're talking about 13 courses and two pretty amazing chefs. And it looks like another pop-up dinner here with uh, Kashina Spinasi and one-night-only bring Portland chef Jean Louis Jen Lewis, I think is. Jen I think Lewis it's actually American to Seattle. So we're we're bringing another chef into a, yeah. a local restaurant from out of town. She authored a book called Pasta by Hand. So they're going to do some uh, dishes, classic dishes from Spinasse, and then some things from her cookbook. I think I need to go to this one. It's the signature cocktail contest featuring Grey Goose vodka. You know, you should actually be the sponsor for that. I, I'm I one of their biggest investors. Yeah. And that is, I do not even know where that is. It doesn't tell us here. But yeah. you can email jessica.fletcher at providence.org and find out. 
That's pretty much what we're seeing here yeah. for August. Um, we did miss one, which is the three-week wine tasting primer. Sight, smell, taste with sommelier Dieter Schaefer. We've talked about him before. He's one of our favorite oh, yeah. guys who does a lot of stuff. That starts on August 4th. Okay. So it's a beginner's class, and he uh, takes you through wine types, grapes, varietals, wine regions, and you learn the basic of reading a wine label. And then getting into September, um, some of the highlights are going to be the Fremont Oktoberfest on the 18th and the Washington Artisan Cheesemakers Festival on the 26th. So if you need more information about anything I just talked about or you want to see what else is getting posted on our calendar, you just go to seattledining.com and click on the calendar link. If you have an event that you want to submit, you can go right to that calendar page and click on Submit Your Event. And that is a free posting. Yep, that's free. We, we, we may or may not run it. depends on, you know, if we think it's important or not. Well, we don't want to tell people they're not important. The, <laughs> the real uh, line drawn in the sand is it really has to be food or beverage related. It can't be like, hey, I own a bar and I'm uh, putting the... We're Bud having, Light on special Wednesday. No, we're, we're having we're having Jetson cartoons on Wednesday night yeah, for yeah. three hours. It's a Jetson cartoon yeah. marathon. And Come could, on down. You could eat and drink while you're here if you want, but so that we're not putting that up. <laughs> Although the Jetsons, that's kind of a draw. Now that you're saying that, somebody ought to pick that up along with your uh, what was your last idea that was so excellent, the bitter idea. Oh yeah, the bitter Jetsons idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, folks, stick around. We've got an interview coming up with Jerry Kingham and Jerry McLaughlin, Jeremy McLaughlin, that is an awesome uh, bit of information. We pre-recorded it because we wanted it to be just right for you, exactly. our readers. And we did it right at Salty's on Alki. We did. So uh, we'll be right back after this. Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by... The Fireside Restaurant, located at the resort at Port Ludlow. This is Uli from Uli's Famous Sausage in the Pike Place Market, and you listen to the Seattle Dining Show. Diners, we are back, and uh, we've changed locations since you last heard us a moment ago. We are sitting in the Alki room over at Salty's on Alki, and uh, we're very happy today to be together with Jerry Kingham and Jeremy McLaughlin. Connie, take it away. Well, thank you. Um, We have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about today, but we wanted to start off with your new venture, which is Pecos Pit Barbecue. So, Jerry, why don't you tell us how this all came about in the first place, what your agreement with the original owners are, and what we can look forward to very soon. It started with my daughter one day on her way back to New York to work for Deutsche Bank saying, Papa, I like the restaurant business. I was shocked. Yeah. Yeah, and from that came... uh, I'm down at uh, Pecos getting my weekly or mo- my monthly fix, and Ron's <laughs> down there, and I'm trying to figure out what to do for Kate. And Ron, how are you doing? He says, "I'm getting too old for this," and that was really the uh, beginning of the dialogue. And uh, from and how that, long ago was that? Four years ago, okay. almost four years ago. Wow. And from that, we've had a chance to create a great relationship with the two who we've known for 30 years before that, but memorialize it in an agreement, 
which gives us a right to develop Pecos around the world. Wow. Or wherever else we choose to go. And um, it took about a year to get that agreement in a form they like, which was simple and succinct, not onerous like most legal agreements are, but adequate to cover <laughs> both parties' interests thoroughly. Oh, great. And uh, from that, once we got it under our control, we had to sit back and try to figure out what to do with it. And we came up with a plan to uh, get back in the franchising business. Uh, we'll control. Can you can you tell the listeners a little bit about your history in the franchising business? Because it's pretty interesting, and I don't think that everybody that needs to know knows yet. <laughs> well, once upon a time, I bought a tavern called Red Robin, which was about uh, 1,500 square feet by the University Bridge. And over time, evolved it into an adult McDonald's and a poor man's Trader Vicks. And then from that, started expanding it uh, with corporate-owned stores. Northgate was a huge success, and people started to inquire about a franchise. And we agreed to become a franchise, or and they be- agreed to become a franchisee. Then we had to set out to memorialize all uh, of the various moving parts that made Red Robins successful. So we could provide them to future franchisees to ensure their success. Mm-hmm. And we did that. And uh, Red Robin today is five, about 500 units. Wow. Of which now a third are uh, franchise. Once upon a time, it was two-thirds of franchise. But uh, it's become a national success. People know about it everywhere. I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah. yeah. Now, you sold it. Re- I'm darn proud of it. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> you sold it, repurchased it, and sold it again, didn't you? Uh, we sold control. Okay. And uh, my daughter was born. And six months later, uh, I had a chance to... Let the Jap- my Japanese partners take over and, and show what they could do. And uh, 10 years later, after five presidents, I got it back. We went back in there again and turned it back around and, and uh, got it public, which uh, was pleased the Japanese and everybody else that owned any shares in the company. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you're not involved with it now, right? And just proud of the fact I was the founder creator. Exactly. Yeah. And built it to what it was. I, it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So back to Pecos Pit. Okay. So you've got the agreement. You've decided now you're work. You've, you, everybody's happy. But what are you going to do with it? So that's kind of where uh, we are. we've sort of set up a franchising model uh, that's predicated upon regions. There'll be a dozen of those around the country, and each region will have uh, ten to twelve clusters. A cluster is comprised of a central kitchen pit that services ten to twelve satellite stores. So the satellite stores will not have kitchens, but they'll be theatrical um, oh. uh, wow. finishing stations. And that really works well because it gives you total quality control. Everything goes into the stores fresh every day, um, and it's very quick. You, once you get your order placed, you'll have the product within 30 to 60 seconds. Oh, wow. Which is not like what you see at Pecos in Seattle today. You don't see the back of the house. All you see is the front of the house with the, okay. with the smiling team members there interacting with the guests. Yeah. So, so you're trying to keep on doing what they've been doing so well. Exactly. My Japanese partners had 1,200 restaurants in Tokyo when we became partners, and they took me out to this airplane hangar building, which turned out to be their central kitchen. So all their stores had a dozen different concepts, and each of those stores was serviced by the central kitchen. Fresh products went every day in the morning by 6 o'clock, were served to the public, and the next day replenished. Mm -hmm. So everything's always fresh and... Right. And you save a lot of money doing that way. Kitchens, restaurants, 60% of your costs in restaurants are uh, kitchens. Yeah. And we've basically gone around that, and uh, we won't have to have have hoods and grease traps and that sort of thing because it's cooked someplace else. And uh, But at the same time, we're ensuring that the product's fresh and wonderful and optimal. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Now... When can we see the first? And before we go there, um, wasn't part of the agreement that the owners are keeping the original one? 
Yes, they own the original one until they decide to sell it to us, okay. and or they pass on. Oh, okay. And uh, we have a great relationship with them. We hope it's uh, we want want it to continue on that way. Yeah. Uh, delightful people, uh, Ron and Deborah Weiss. Uh, you can always see Deborah's big smile when you go down to that store. Oh, that's nice. And her personnel projects that same attitude of nice, the power of nice, which is great. Yeah, and that's sort of your salties thing too. Yeah, you know, the power of nice creates the joys of great success, personally. Professionally, yeah, and business-wise. So your first store is going to be up the hill here, right? It's a former site of what was called Yusuko's. It's the intersection of Thirty um, Fifth uh, and Alaska Way mm-hmm. as you come off the viaduct, heading uh, east yeah. or going west. Kind of kitty corner from there's a Taco Time and a the most successful ta- Taco Time in the nation. Really? So we think we're going to be very successful wow. there. Yeah, hmm. we'll compliment what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jeremy, you're you're working on the food. Uh, at Salty's, yeah, definitely. Oh, you're not working on the Pecos Pit menu? No. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought that was your baby. I'm helping out a little bit here and there, but uh, mainly focused on Salty's. Okay. So who's doing the food, the menu, and is it going to be exactly like the original, or are you tweaking? or? Uh, Jeremy's giving us a lot of help in this menu, and we've gone around the countryside and taken some field trips to Texas and Tennessee and kind of had it reaffirmed that uh, you don't have to be everything for everybody. Yes. Uh, we'll stay true to the original, the core sandwiches, which are brisket of beef and shoulder of pork. And it's uh, chopped versus, you know, pulled. And oh, okay. uh, they have an ingenious way of mixing their sauce with the meat, so it's always moist and tasty and wonderful. Uh, we'll diversify it a bit. We'll have six other custom sandwiches that will complement the ones that are, we call mm-hmm. them the classics. And then we have, uh, we've diversified the menu to appeal to women. Uh, it's 55% of the population. And barbecue is sort of history. Histor- Historically. From a his- historical perspective, been a man's place, you know, guys carousing around. And <laughs> we think the product's got great appeal uh, to women as well. So we're diversifying with sweet potatoes and salads and other things we can add the protein to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, and when is that West Seattle one going to open, going to open? Uh, we're our, our commissary will open in February. So what we're doing is at Salty's, we've just bought a, a big portable barbecue from a company called JNR down in Texas, and um, makes the best product in the world, frankly. Oh, wow. And uh, so we're situating that here at Salty's. We'll be the commissary for the first store that will open probably in September, October. Okay. First store that will open. So you'll sort of be the central kitchen. We'll be the central kitchen here temporarily. Our main commissary will open in uh, Tukwila on 80th, uh, just east of the Claim Jumper, in uh, February. Oh, and it, okay. it's big. It will service 25 restaurants, 25 satellite stores. And enable us to cater to major groups. It'll be our training center and a corporate headquarters center. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you have locations picked out for those twenty-five, or is this a franchise thing where people are going to come to you and say, "Hey, I want in," and they'll say, "I'd love to do it in such and such a neighborhood." Uh, we have a lot of opportunities here in the Northwest. We'll go from Bellingham to um, Olympia. Uh, we'll start franchising at the end of sixteen. Um, the beauty of not having a kitchen per se is you can morph these things into pretty much any building yeah. because there's no cooking, there's no hoods. Yeah. And that's really a big deal in major buildings. So mm-hmm. we could go into an airport, we can go to the military bases, mm. and just a lot of places we can morph this thing into oh. where there's merit. Yes. I would think the airport would be It would a be good. good one. be great. Yeah. Um, let's see. And what about, is it, I think there's going to be beer and wine as opposed to there's, I don't think there is it. The original. Exactly. Uh, since the beginning of man, barbecue, or since the beginning of our country, barbecue was really a big thing during the colonial days. The politicians would put on these big uh, feasts. We call them a feast, but they call it treating, 
for all the people in the immediate area so they could get them to give them their food and their liquor, which was moonshine and draft beer. Yeah. And uh, then they'd, of course, be endeared to these guys putting on these events, and they'd vote for them. Well, the, the, the mm-hmm. guy in the nation that really uh, did the best job of that was George Washington. Oh. That's a memorialized really? fact. Yeah. Huh. So there'd be a George Washington pulled pork barbecue sandwich, maybe? You know, we should do something yeah, like that. We should be we? The, the that's, treat- that's brilliant. So, do I owe you a fee on that? <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the George Washington treating menu. You know, I think you got it right there. Yeah, I yeah. think it's going to be a multi course. Well, you know, Pecos, Pecos. Uh, and it'll be it'll be soaked in apple juice. Yeah. There you go. Uh, wait, wait, Pecos River Valley was where the Ice Age ended. Oh, and it flows into the Rio Grande, and the folks that were hiding out for the critters are living in caves, and those caves have petroglyphs all over them. Then they come out and knock off a couple of critters and barbecue. That's a great story. The history of barbecue goes back to the beginning of man, frankly. That's amazing. You know, guys in the tree sees this lightning strike, this piece of wood, and this piece of carrion sitting there, puts the two together, and all of a sudden it tastes better. Yeah. It's portable and it doesn't rot. So yeah. It's a good way to go. I, I love a piece of meat that doesn't rot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is a, well. a yeah. nice way to segue. Yeah. And when uh, South Center is maybe the second location, is that what I was hearing? South Center will be a full location with a drive through. Inside okay. seating, okay. Um, which the store up here in West Seattle doesn't have, nor yeah. does Pecos itself, and outside seating. So that'll open probably in February of 16. Okay. Yeah. It takes okay. a while to build oh, wow. a commissary. But yeah. a, a store by itself takes about two months to open. That's going to be. Without a kitchen. So, so it's really great. exciting what we can do with this and yeah. the service we can pr- pr- afford yeah. the customers, the guests. Yeah. And yeah. The, I would assume your hours are going to be a little different than the original because they're closed weekends and a lot of, I know we've gotten turned away. It's like today, Pecos, and it's yeah. like Saturday. Yeah. Pecos is open five yeah. days a week, Monday through Friday uh, from uh, noon until four. We'll be open. Uh, a sandwich is a primary delivery system in our society today for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. We're not going to do breakfast, but okay. we are going to do lunch and dinner. So we'll be open from 11 o'clock. Until probably nine o'clock at night. That's okay. it. Okay. Fabulous. Anything else we should know about Pecos before we move on? Uh, probably the most exciting thing I've done in my lifetime. Oh, I'm that's really great. excited about this. Yeah. Now, really, what it, it caught, caps taking Red Robin such a big way and and yeah, it's just, it's just so barbecue is fun. I mean, everywhere yeah. you go, barbecues are fun, entertaining, oh. broad-based appeal. Um, it's exciting to be in that window in that window of opportunity. Yeah. We like it a lot. We think it would be really big. We can see a couple thousand stores yeah. within 15 years because it's so easy to do with this cluster model we've set up. Yeah. Yeah, central kitchen cluster Makes model. Makes sense. Yeah. So what we'll do here is um, we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to talk, uh, come back and talk about this fantastic place we all know of, Salty's. <laughs> be right back. Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by... Alexandria Nicole Sellers, wines of approachable elegance with tasting rooms in Prosser and Woodenville. Hi, this is Donna Cafasso with Nestle Waters International Brands, and you're listening to the Seattle Dining Show. We are back, and we just found out during the break that the reason that Jeremy can't actually talk about the the food at Pecos Pit is because you don't talk about the secret sauce. <laughs> so anyways, 
<clears throat> so when we were talking just a moment ago, you were talking about barbecue making people so happy, and that leads me into Happy Guests International, which I don't think uh, people really understand is the parent company behind Salty's. Correct. And tell us about why that name and, and, and why people are happy at Salty's. Um, in the Red Robin group, we had a mantra called We Create Happy Guests or Customers. And when I sold Red Robin, I sold that slogan with it because it was trademarked. So we have the Salties group at that point in time. I think we had two stores, three stores, three stores. Yeah, it's Spokane. And they were kind of, I was kind of looking around to find something. It was sort of a, a rallying cry, if you will. And uh, I'm down here in, in uh, First Avenue, the industrial area. And I saw something like such something is happy. And I, I latched onto that. And I said, you know, a happy guest is our success. And so we just latched onto it. HGI is a happy guest. International and a happy guest is our success, period. And we measure what we choose to do and not to do based upon does it exceed the guest's expectations or doesn't it. And if it doesn't, we don't do it. We go looking for something else that does. Mm-hmm. So, And you our, have a, a seriously intense training program have, for everyone. We have a more, uh, I think, a more intense selection process oh, okay. first because you want to find people who naturally enjoy serving others and mm-hmm. are capable of learning what's necessary to know to do a good job of explaining what we do to our guests and how we do it, mm-hmm. whether it's about our proteins or our beverages or whatever. So it's a very rigorous program, but because of that, I think we're pretty highly regarded for our service culture. You are, and I would say, too, like my dealings with Jeremy, we do our cooking with class fundraiser here, mm-hmm. which you guys have donated your entire uh, banquet floor every year for. This will be the 14th year. Chefs, food. 14 years, really. This is 14. Wow. So yeah. we got to gear up for 15. It's going to be the big boy. You're getting old. They're I dating know. me. I know. I know. <laughs> but um, when we come in, we're scrambling, and like one year, a chef uh, failed to put it on his calendar. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy says to me, should we say which chef it was? or Yeah, let's take those people down. <laughs> let's just say they're not coming this year. But, um, you know, Jeremy just, I was on the phone like, what? And Jeremy just walks by and goes, it's handled. Food's coming out of the kitchen. Jeremy, who is our co-host and does the auction with John Curley, mm-hmm. he's suddenly at a table cooking and then dashing off to do it. There is just no problem that Jeremy can't smile and handle. And that is typical. I mean, you're... You're better at that almost anyone, but it's typical of Salty's, that attitude. Mm-hmm. is like, it's not really a problem. We do this every day. We can, we can make this good. Yeah, it's a good foundation. I think that's from all of Jerry's teachings. You know, yeah. I, I live and, and breathe by um, the handbook and um, the keys to success and all the little, the little tidbits he's pulled and his knowledge and his experience. And, you know, there's, there's two different ways to live through life. You know, you can live through it thinking about everything that's going wrong in the world or you can live through it and be happy and yeah and uh i'm i really you know i decided to become a chef when i was very young because i realized what cooking for someone brings to them it brings them joy it brings them happiness so true and uh it's a great business i mean people come in to celebrate i mean you get you know every once in a while you get that person that's kind of low blood sugar and it's a little grouchy (laughs) but we cheer them back up and uh it's a great company to work for you know it gives us a lot of autonomy it gives us uh, a lot of freedom to you know stumble a little bit and and try some new things but uh the the driving focus between be uh Throughout the whole company is the guest first. Mm-hmm. And once you have that, set. the sky's the limit. The base is set. 
Yeah, and I, I saw I saw the fear in your eyes, and I, I knew there was going to be a horrible uh, um, experience trying to get pull it off, but we did it, and it wasn't as bad as I thought. You know, I thought yeah. of all the worst case scenarios, yeah. and um, I grabbed a guy when he was on it, walking out of the restaurant after his shift, and I said, "No, you clock back on, you get back here." <laughs> and we had fun. We had fun. You know, we really had fun with the guests, and uh, you know, John John beat up on me pretty good during the yeah. auction, but. Um, I was I was focusing on two things at that point. So. That's what we pay him for. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know you slip him extra money for that. One of the little known stories about what we do, um, I think Mother's Day kind of captures oh. the best best of us. And on Mother's Day, these guys under Jeremy's leadership, we served twenty four hundred people in one day. Oh, my God. just at this store. Just at this one just store. At and the yeah. other stores were selling serving twelve hundred each. So and it, it is an amazing And it's seamless. And everybody's happy. Oh, that yeah. you pull it off because the food quality is there on every plate that exactly. goes through. Yeah. Uh, I know part of the secret is that semi out in the parking lot because mm-hmm. there's just no way to get enough refrigeration otherwise. And so you got that going on. It's, uh, and it's so well orchestrated. Everybody's happy. All the staff is having a good time. In fact, I was here one year uh doing the pictures and so i got kind of a taste of what was going on in the kitchen and there it, it, i don't know do you guys train the staff to crack each other up when they're back there because it was the funniest place to be there was so much camaraderie that was comedic you know and uh, it was just a blast yeah we like we like to have fun but you know it's it's focus on your job be serious about your job but also have fun doing it and uh that's 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 how I've always built my kitchens, and um, I, I think that when people know that you are running alongside them, they are gonna they are gonna run with you even further than you standing behind them, poking them in the rear end with oh, a hot stick. Absolutely, yeah. And all of that translates out to the guest. If mm-hmm. the employees are happy and they're happy with what they're mm-hmm. providing you, they're happy to work here, and they think it's a good product. Boy, it shows. Yeah, it's a great thing. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. What One else the, you got for us? The other thing that you guys, well, there's two things that you guys do extremely well, and I think most people know, but the first one I'm going to talk about, which is um, private parties, large banquets. Mm-hmm. You can come here, and I used to work in a, a location here in West Seattle, and, and they would have business things here. And you'd have 50 to 100 people in, and, you know, 85 of them would order the salmon. <laughs> and every salmon came out moist, delicious. And, of course, it is a catering kitchen down here. You're not doing it out of all the restaurant, you know, and you've got a different staff working. So it's not like the restaurant and catering at the same time. It's two staffs. But it's just amazing how good the food is. I mean, we've all been to events, big parties, and it's it's the rubber chicken joke, you know. Nobody likes that food. And the food here is great. The, the vegetables are crisp. The It comes out right every time. And I... Go ahead and tell me how that happens because you do a great. But job if I out. tell you, you're gonna, then everyone's gonna know. Yeah, it's like the yeah. secret sauce. <laughs> it's a secret sauce. He is so silent and mysterious we, today. We inject it all with salt water. No, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's all about staging properly and and really, you know, plating for that guest right before it goes out. Um, a lot of places, what they'll do is they have these big, huge hot boxes, and they'll they'll plate the whole dish, and they'll just put them on these racks, and they'll put them in those hot uh. boxes, and they sit up there for. 15 to 20 minutes and uh they're dry you know i my whole thing with salmon is a lot of people always say you guys cook the best salmon ever right 
Yeah. Well, the, the 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 flip side to that is you don't realize, but or you don't see this, but at least maybe once a night, every once in a while, the salmon will come back because it's too undercooked. Oh. And we're more than happy to cook over, you know, cook that one to medium well for that one person um, because we know the right way to cook the salmon, you know. And sometimes you can't, you can't just just throw out everything you do just because of that one person, exactly. you know. And uh, for for our salmon cooking, ninety nine percent of the guests are just happy with the moist, beautiful, mm-hmm. little pink in the middle, yeah, perfectly cooked salmon. So that's how we cook it. You stand true to making it the best, right, yeah. Jerry? We just had a salmon incident that could blow your mind. What you know, you know, salmon it, incident? Uh oh. The big Copper River thing. Oh yeah. All the braggadocio about yeah. who got it here first. Well, we did the King's X, which is a check a check checkmate in in uh, chess. We went. Right? We took a Learjet up to uh, Cordova. Uh, got up the next day. Went out at eight o'clock in the morning. We had our salmon in the boat at ten thirty, <laughs> on the plane at eleven. Back down at Boeing Field at 4.30, and we served 100 guests out here, fresh salmon from Copper River, eight hours out of the water. Oh, my God. We own God. it. And, uh, of course, Alaska Airlines whined about it because they <laughs> said, well, you know, we brought back 4,000 more pounds of salmon than your plane weighed. And I said, well, so what? We're still first. Where was it? And you were 20 hours later. <laughs> so Saldi's now has the, the what's that world record in the Guinness book. Guinness. We now own it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was fun. Well, so sorry. we love salmon. So yeah. I remember one year, and I don't know if you do this every year, but one year you, you came upon a quite an overstock of Copper River salmon, and you guys knew how to get that into the deep freeze, and you served Copper River salmon all the way into the fall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, was, the, so the was that the 4,000 pounds on the... <laughs> no, the no, 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 no. That was years ago, as you said. Years ago. Yeah. Years if ago. you handle fish properly and you flash freeze it properly yeah there's really no cell degradation to that fish i i dare you to see if you can separate you can identify either one but yeah. we prefer fresh 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 and yeah. sometimes you can't do it yeah so. and if you've got great salmon and somebody wants that yeah. you know and they're so happy with the copper river in september hey yeah, yeah you, know. you, you really gotta you know we we do let the de- guests dictate what they want if they you know, there's there is some there is some farm raised, river raised um, salmon out there that's that's pretty pretty um, good quality that you can get through the winter. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, if you do the Bruce Gore technique, where you bleed them properly, you freeze them properly, um, and then you uh, process them properly, they they taste really good throughout the uh, the winter. But it's it's more of what the guest wants. That's what we give them, mm-hmm. and they want wild salmon through the winter. We give them wild salmon through the winter. Uh, you know, I mean, there's you can catch, you can get wild salmon out there in the winter, but they're they're black mouse, which are basically like um, like your uncle Eddie. You know, the guy's <laughs> just hanging out there, not, <laughs> not doesn't really want to go anything. back, doesn't want to, you know, doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> not he's really just, building yeah, muscle. Not building, yeah, he's not storing fat or anything. And they don't they don't taste that good. So uh, yeah. we 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 do follow exactly what the what the guests want, yeah. and the highest quality product all the time. Well, the other thing is that sometimes guests have high expectations and they think they know what they want. And this is the third thing I wanted to talk about where you guys sort of overachieve, if you can say that, because that sounds like you're doing too much and you're not. But we recently were able to come to a an auction dinner someone had purchased at Cooking with Class last year. And uh, they asked us if we'd come to the dinner with them. We've never done that before. Nobody ever asked us to come just because mm-hmm. we put the event on. And... What you guys did was amazing. Doug Taylor was here. Paolo was here. You were here. 
Chris Darst was here. You guys made those people and us feel like kings and queens, and it was a fascinating menu. It was unique. It was creative. The food was killer, and it and it was very artisanal. You know, when you talk about the number like 2,400 people in a day serving, you can also do 10 with such smooth uh, creativity. It was just an amazing dinner. Mm-hmm. And I think people need to know that they can have that here. Just because Salty's is a pretty big place, if they call and they have a private party and they want something special, you are more than capable of blowing their socks off. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's um, with with our chefs, we we have to have fun too, and we have to keep those creative juices flowing um, because they they play a really big part in bringing creative to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, they are the ones out there looking at things. Everyone that works here is out there looking at what could be the best for salties and bringing ideas and showing us snapshots of where they've dined and and uh, that menu. You know, we 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 first whenever we're designing a menu, we did a nine course menu for you, and whenever we're designing a menu, we always. We always look at, okay, what's the theme going to be first? How can we start this thing off? And we, we themed it around spring vegetables. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, everyone had their input, and, and that was pretty much driven by just us three. Um, and we just, we had fun putting it together. We had a lot of fun putting it together. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, like that, it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's over. <laughs> Some you of those so things I wanted it. again. Yeah, you spend so much time building a dinner like that, yeah. and then it's just, whew, it's like Kaiser so say it's gone. So, so yeah. Connie, I, I think the point that you were making is whether it's big or small, we do it extremely well. Extremely well. Yeah. And you can yeah. have groups of 5, 2, yeah. 10, 20, 50, 100. We can serve downstairs up to 300, 300 people sit down dining. And upstairs, we break that into a lot of little places where 30 yeah. people would be comfortable or 20 yeah. working the equation backwards. So we do that pretty well. Yeah. And the, the point, too, the other point I was making is that you can order right off the menu and have mm-hmm. a meal to remember. Mm-hmm. But if you want something beyond that, Jeremy and his team can put something together that's, you know, exactly something they didn't even think they would ever get. So. Yeah, we have we have crazy events. We have a, a dancing event tonight. Oh know, yeah, you're um, it's uh, New Orleans kind of themed. So you know, we got fresh. We flew in fresh crawfish today, and oh, boy. you know, we're doing we're doing it all. You know, yeah. fried okra and all that stuff. So, and uh, this is a menu that. I'm watching over, but I'm also letting my brunch chef really, or my banquet chef, Levi Pauly, really uh, build and design himself. Because once you give them the kind of the keys to the car and let them drive a little bit, then then they start to open up. And, uh, you know, you got to still say, no, wait, steer it that way, steer it this way, wait, stay on the road. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it's really fun. It's really fun to grow people. I think that um, I think that's something that, that Jerry does really well, is growing people within the organization. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, but and you know in guidance and that's what I like to do with my kitchen yeah. people. Well, makes chefs. your jobs more interesting and also creates loyalty. If if you get that kind of training and that kind of care and feeding, you're going to stay and you're going to want to do the best for the company. So yeah, Jerry's got like people that have been working for him for thirty years. Oh yeah, I think O'Brien's thirty five, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But you know what? We he, just had a guy come back from Red Robin after twenty years oh, and sign back up again for their twenty. Oh my god! So it's you exciting. Know, yeah. Tim yeah. probably couldn't get a job anywhere else. Oh, so you Tim's know. very bright. He could work anywhere he wants. <laughs> yeah. You can tell him I said. We're that glad he wants to work here. It's one of the best <laughs> oh, psalms in the in the oh, city. He's so. fabulous. Yeah. It's a real team sport here. I mean, there's a lot of energy and talent in this group, and um, we just let them play. Just stay in bounds. And if you want yeah. to move the sidelines out a little bit. 
let's talk to us first, and yeah. we can support that. Yeah. We want to know what your plan is. We don't want to plan for we want to plan for success, not disaster. So yes. we just have that kind of environment. Yeah. And a lot of empowered people. Really pays off. Yeah. Um, that was kind of one of my questions for you too. Is you've been in the business a long time. Your parents were in the business. If I did the, if I did the math, I'm 71, and I took away I took five away from that. It'd be what 60, 66 years, yeah. 67 years. Yeah. So I've been in the business all my life, and wow. uh, started with picking up trash in the parking lot for my dad, and went through all the chairs in his restaurant, and uh, went off to college. I thought about being a dentist so I could put in. I could inflict pain in the mouth, and I decided to stay in the restaurant business and inflict pleasure in the mouth. You know? you so, uh, and then Better I went choice. through the chairs of lots of different concepts: Boondocks, Lake Union Cafe, Great American Food and Beverage Company, Salties, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's been a, it's been a wonderful um, career. And oh, you yeah. could have been running Happy Mouth. Happy Mouth. Happy, Happy Mouth guests. International. Yeah, or I could have gone into politics. Right there, you go. Now, this is probably a silly question, but how do you keep it fun? Because I think maybe it's just a personality trait. You want to have fun. But, I, I, you know, enjoy, you, you, I enjoy bringing pleasure to people. And uh, I enjoy creating a fertile environment where people have a chance to excel. I think it's great sport. Mm-hmm. And I take a guy like Jeremy here. He started out when he was just a snot-nosed little brat. Look at him now. Snot-nosed uh, big brat. He ten times today. as much as I do about what he does. You know, <laughs> and I love that because I get a chance to learn with him. I, I yeah. keep challenging him. He keeps challenging me. And it just works that way. Mm-hmm. So it's very synergistic. Mm-hmm. We like that. Yeah. yeah. And Jeremy, I don't know if you're the only employee, but maybe the only chef in the company that's worked at all three salties. Yeah. Yeah. The only. Yeah. The only chef. Yeah. Okay. All three salties. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Redondo was a pretty short stint, though. That was about eight months. So. Oh, okay. But uh, that was the that was the one that got me out of my hometown. Yeah, because um, you were from Portland, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Twenty-one, twenty-two years old, and uh, decided to move all, move away from all my friends, and wow. be more focused on my career than, uh, yeah. than just keeping, you know, staying true to the glory days of high school. And it's really <laughs> funny when you get up in my age, like I am. Um, there's still um, a lot of my high school friends that are still trying to live that glory days. Yes, frightening, it's actually. Insane. Yeah. It's insane. So. Well, the move did you no good. You've ended up being married unhappily with ugly children, yep, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's, it's all been down. I, I got to step in here. No offense. You've got a brilliant, beautiful wife and two of the greatest kids on earth. So oh, yeah. please. Yeah. I'm joking yeah, because they are, yeah. They are yeah, so sweet. Fun. We have fun. They're yeah. a couple of, they're kind of terrorists just like he is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. He's, they're yeah. coming. There's never crazy. a dull moment in his life. Drive me crazy. Yeah. Um, so you kind of mentioned this before, but um, there's always something new going on here. You've got music. You have other fundraisers. And there's a fundraising night once a month where mm-hmm. a group can come in and the your normal piano guy plays and yeah victor yanush it's called tuesday yeah. tune-ups yeah and he gets uh he gets a lot of donations through that and uh brings some people into our bar and and yeah. uh you know we try and we try and get a lot of donations that way um for charities but yeah. um we're doing fair start this thursday which is always okay. a great one you know yeah. um the best one probably out of all of them is cooking with class though i think thank you it is incredibly the second fun. best would probably be Sexy Syrah. I think that's a great one, too. Yeah. But Cooking with Class is really fun for me because you get to bring in other chefs from around the city. Yeah. And you get to hang out. And you just kind of just get to say, hey, this is what we do. And this is, uh, yeah. you know, and get to check in on your buddies and see how you're mm-hmm. doing. And, uh, and really it goes to such a great cause. It does. And we had a, we had a funny thing to the, this morning. We were recording Stu from Bell & Wheat. 
and then afterwards David from Joey Kitchen, and they crossed. And it turns out that Stu has two employees who used to be Joey employees mm. <laughs> who had moved on and there ended up. So, you know, here are two guys that don't know each other, but it's a small Community, oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. it's Seattle. a small town. So it's you know. Jerry and I walk into El Gaucho and we just blink our eyes and we can see about five servers that <laughs> used oh, to work here. I mean, yeah. it's just like that, you know. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's fine, you know. It's you just move around and oh yeah. Um, but the the weird thing about Salties is a lot of people, you know, if they decide to think they see greener pastures, they'll go there and most of the time they come back. Yeah, most of the time they come back because it is such a great restaurant to work for. Exactly. Or with. Yeah. Well, for um, another thing that's happening because it's summertime is that the outdoor window is open at Redondo, and I always think that's always kind of a fun thing. You could grab something and go down to the beach. It really seems like summertime as a kid. So that's like a takeaway window, right? Yeah, yeah it's a fish bar, and uh, you know, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays now we have uh, beer and wine that we serve out there. That just started this year, uh, which is really great. Um, you know, it's it's fresh fish that comes in every day. We cut it, we cook it per order. Um, and there's a patio there, or you can take it out. Yeah, or you can take it. I mean, you can't take your beer down the beach. Yeah, but, obviously. Uh, <laughs> you have your own. I mean, this isn't Italy. I wish, <laughs> we all wish it was. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we've, done a, we've done some great uh, things with the menu this year. We've, uh, we've put on uh, a lot of dessert items with our new corporate pastry chef, Doug Taylor's yeah. designed. Uh, you know, um, we used to do um, ice cream sandwiches and popsicles and things like that that were store-bought. And this year we just decided, you know what, we're making everything 100% homemade. So we got cookies and we got a, a nice berry um, sundae kind of thing going mm-hmm. on. And, um, Don't forget the white chocolate cake. Oh. And white chocolate mousse cake. I mean, all that stuff. And so it's a really, uh, really fun kind of place to be. And uh, it's a good place to just pop in and pop back out if you want to or if you want the full gig. Uh, go into Salty's Redondo and hang out. Yeah. And then what's happening on the Columbia? What's what's going on down there? Columbia's doing fabulously. Um, we've had some personnel changes. Uh, probably the best team we've had in 30 years down there. Oh, wow. Great. Um, it's the stores. We've gone back in and refreshed the store. We have some future plans uh, for the store, but it's very successful. We're, oh, we're actually redoing all three stores here in the next three years. Oh, really? A little hotel next door here at, uh, at Alki. Let's uh, talk about that a minute. It's called that's the Kalakala gonna... Inn. That's Salty's on, on Alki. You know, it's oh, that's be what it's going to be called. Yeah. Oh, great. Because you have the the hull. Not the hull, yeah. but the... The 1934 Kalakala hull, the control stations, now on our beach at Salty's and Alki, alongside of the 21,000-pound crankcase and the 43,000-pound rudder. So and we're creating this interactive those. sculpture out there that's looking back at the city of Seattle. It's kind of cool. It is very cool. Yeah. It is very cool. Yeah, so, uh, Salty's on the Columbia. We have Saturday brunch down there now, too. Also. Oh, that's right. They went so it does fall in suit with, uh, with uh, Salty's on Alki. And it's been a huge success down there. Oh, good. People are just, you know, clawing at the walls just to get in for brunch. And, oh, that's great. Uh, I, I really think the market um, loves what we do yeah. down there and loves our food. And our sales have been increasing by 10 to 20% every year. Since we yeah. did those personnel changes. So it's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. The right who, right? The right who. <laughs> and um, you mentioned Doug Taylor, and I want to talk about that. How did you guys score Mario Batali's pastry chef out of Vegas? I, I won an re- uh, arm wrestling match with Mario Batali. Oh, that yeah. guy. He should <laughs> never have gone for there. You're younger, you're supposed to. I thought he got him off eBay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did see that ad. Uh, you know, Doug, Doug came uh, to us from a friend um, that n- knew Chris, 
our uh, managing partner. Um, and he just, hey, I got this guy that's looking around for a job. And, you know, Doug, Doug uh, took some time off and spent some time with his family down in California. Oh, nice. And then his wife wanted to move closer to her parents, which she was born and raised in, in, uh, in Seattle. So they moved out here, and he started looking for jobs. And he's like, gosh, all these small restaurants. And they don't have, you know, the small restaurants are too small. Um, to you know, to help him history. support his wife that just had a had a baby, and the uh, big restaurants really don't have great pastry programs. Um, and then he stumbled upon us and looked at our bakery and looked at what we do and said, "Okay, this is a this is going to be a fun fit." Yeah. And uh, it's been uh, it's been fun since then. I mean, it's only been about seven months now, but uh, he's a great guy and he's he's fun to get along with, and we like to giggle and talk about food. Yeah, so, it's going good. He um at that dinner we were talking about he did a dessert from eggplant mm-hmm. with chocolate and you know we were all kind of looking at it going what? we've never had a bad thing here so we're going to withhold judgment <laughs> but it was great it was really interesting it was good our Sunday brunch program has had uh, continues to improve our dessert offerings I think what do we have twenty eight offerings up there in that one line <laughs> so amazing well we have yeah I mean the standard the um, was always 35. Okay. So we have, uh, right now we have over 40, though. So what happens on, we were putting out large pastries, like uh, large slices of cake. Yes. And the person taking that slice of cake would destroy the whole cake. Yes. So we kind of learned from that. Now we have every dessert we produce is in a small bite. So you can have 30 bites of different mm-hmm. things versus that one big piece of cake. Yes. It's there, but it's just want. in a smaller form and format. Yeah. And I think, again. And don't forget the Puyallup first scones. Oh. Don't have to wait. There. You don't have to wait. You can go any Sunday. Yeah. You know, you talk or about... Or Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Both. But Redondo is just Sunday, right? Yes. Every, but right. Colombian, Alki. Okay. And then um, you talked about personnel changes right. on in Portland. But about, I don't know what it's been, five or six years ago now, you did a whole bunch of structural changes here. Um, Three, almost four years ago. Almost four years ago. So what's... How has that worked? I mean, you wanted to do a big change. Well, what was going on in the world around us was it was changing. Yeah. And unfortunately, people have a tendency to get into a comfort zone, and they don't want anybody to rock that boat. Well, the economic environment we were all in was rocking every boat. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't get some of those folks to change as we knew had they had to. So we had to go outside and find others who were willing to live in a dynamic environment, which was constant change. Mm-hmm. And that's the world we're in today. Whether you like it or not, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You're now being imposed upon by everything else that's going on around the world. So taste change, expectations change, pricing structures, resources change. It's really dynamic out there. And it's fun if you like to play in that kind of an environment. But yeah. a lot of people don't like that. They just want to get yeah. in their little tiny box and live there the rest of their life. Well, now you have to do whatever work. Google tells you to do. Uh, yes and no. I don't, I don't believe Google to be the, the finite or the ultimate source of anything, frankly. But, uh, yeah, they do a nice job. Yeah. So tell us to kind of wrap this up. Tell us something really fun, either menu-wise or uh, obviously Pecos is huge fun coming up. But uh, huge fun. <laughs> Tired fun. Um, what's on the menu right now at the at the restaurants that seasonally is just hot? I think one of the, one of the um, when you talk about training, which we don't call it training here, we call it mentoring because you train dogs, you don't train <laughs> employees. So we call it mentoring because that's, that's what we do. Uh, when you become a mentor here, you, uh, you guide people throughout every day. It's not once it's over, it's over. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the big programs that we started uh, about two and a half years ago was a festival program. 
we've always had a festival program where where we look at we look at the the biggest months of the year where we can get the best product. So say January, you can, crabs at its best. That's what we celebrate crab, you know, with one dish throughout the month. Well, we decided to really amp that up and make that better. Um, so what we do is we actually change a dish every single week that highlights um, the seafood that's hot and best quality, which we are in Salmon Festival here. Um, and then also we're starting to pair that with vegetables. And we're also starting to, to finish off that month with a dessert that's created by our pastry chef. So it's really fun. you know. It's, um, so July we're talking, we're, we're all about stone fruit. My blog comes out and it's, uh, the, <laughs> the title of it is uh, Stone Fruit. Uh, now legal in Washington and Oregon. <laughs> that seems funny. But, um, uh, but you know, we we'll talk about stone fruit in, in July, and then August we're going to talk all about tomatoes, and we got a tomato dessert that we're going to put out, which oh, wow. is going to be kind of fun. Um, but you know, we're really, we're really kind of coming in sync to 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 diving into exactly what products we want to use and what products we want to feature. And uh, you know, July and um, August we are. We are going all the way from California all the way up to the tip of Alaska, going to all the different rivers and checking them out. Oh, nice. Here, there, there, there. Um, we have a California king salmon that will be at all three stores, which is uh, something that you normally don't get in the Pacific Northwest. They don't, they don't usually ship it up here because yeah. we have the best salmon. Why yeah. would we take California kings? But California kings are actually um, very good salmon. They, mm. uh, they don't have as much fat content as a Copper River or a Columbia River king, but uh, they do have a nice, um, a nice, beautiful, silky flavor to them, and I love them. So that's what we do. We have fun. And then September... Uh, we have this awesome event called Cooking with Class, right? Yes, September fifteenth. <laughs> September fifteenth. September fifteenth. September fifteenth. <laughs> I know you haven't forgotten. No, I know it's mid-September. I just take the whole the whole week off. So yeah, Jeremy loves to plan this because the day after Cooking with Class, I'm saying, what date is working next year? Oh yeah. So we're you know on it immediately. <laughs> That's always fun. That's always fun. Well, thank you both for taking the time to do this today. We really appreciate having you on. Our, our pleasure. And I want to take a minute to publicly thank you guys for everything you've done for us. Uh, in May, we celebrated our 16th birthday at Seattle Dining. You guys have been sponsors on that magazine website for a long time now. Uh, as Connie mentioned earlier, you provide the banquet room and the staff and Appetizers. everything that makes it right when we do do the Cooking with Class event. Uh, we, we never get a bill from you. And that means more money goes into the program that we support. So we really appreciate everything you guys do for us. You, you haven't gotten the bills. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. I think there's an old cliche Uh-oh. out there. How retro did you want to go on that? Uh, there, there's an old cliche out there. One hand washes the other. And yes. we're glad to serve. Well, we appreciate thank it. You. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for having us in today. Thanks for your, uh, uh, giving up your time with us. And listeners, we will be right back. Hello, I'm Larry Graham with Queen Anne Olive Oil, and welcome to the Seattle Dining Show. Hi, this is Nathan Decker from Zillow, Washington. If you're ever in the area, you should stop by El Portan, located uh, at the exit in Zilla. It's a great Mexican restaurant.
Well, folks, the show's not over yet. We like to end this show with a cooking tip for you. And this time around, it's Connie's turn to better our cooking skills. What do you got for us? Well, we were talking the other day about vinaigrettes. And and I love vinaigrettes. But um, the reason when they really work, it's because they're all melded and mixed in with, with your olive oil and your vinegar and herbs and whatever. But it will not stay together unless you emulsify it in some way. I always remember when my mom used to make an oil and vinegar dressing, and by the time it was on the table and we were ready to put it on a salad, it was all separated again. You know what? I think that was the Good Seasons Italian mix that you had in the packet, right? No, no, she was making these, you know, with with some oil Oh, she made it herself. So anyway, um, what you want to do, of course, is to get the oil and vinegar to meld. And if you add an emulsifying agent... It, which is something that attracts molecules of both oil and vinegar, or oil and water, or oil and lemon juice, um, and al- it allows them to mix. So emulsifying agents are things like egg yolks, mustard, honey. And oh. it's interesting, too, uh, it really does make a better salad when you do that and, it, and mix it all together because it's a balanced flavor in every bite. If you are in a hurry and you're thinking... I'm just throwing it on the plate. Here's a little oil. Here's a little balsamic vinegar. You know, drip them over separately. It's it's fine. Well, it doesn't because what happens is the oil sticks to the lettuce. And, oh, and the, and vinegar, the vinegar just s- runs off right to the bottom. So um, what you've got is a really oily piece of lettuce that you're putting in your mouth, and it doesn't have any of the flavor of the blending or if you've put herbs in it. So you've got to emulsify to make that stick and yeah. give you that balance in every bite. Huh, I think we'll have to do a whole list of emulsifiers. Yeah. And, and people can play with their dressing that way. Yeah. I like the honey idea. I use mustard a lot, but I like the honey idea because you can get a sweetness without adding sugar or something else. But Well, it is sugar, but. I know, but. Yeah. It still somehow makes me feel better. I feel like I'm supporting the bees of the world. Well, it might be why honey mustard is so popular as a, as a dressing. There Although you go. I've, I've made the honey mustard just with honey and mustard, and it's good. Without. Without oil and vinegar. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess mustard has a certain amount of vinegar in it, maybe? Yeah, you wouldn't use vinegar if you're going to do the honey mustard. You just the oil and... Oh, okay. Yeah. It's been a long I time. Wouldn't. But, so. in any case, it's time to wrap up. So, thanks for joining us on the show. It's been really fun today, and we'll be back next month. If you're not already a subscriber to our online magazine, it's free to do so. Just visit www.seattledining.com and click on Subscribe Free. I do not think we can be more clear with that. Subscribe no. free. Subscribe free. We want you to dine well, dine safe, and dine often. And don't cook like Tom's mother. And don't cook like my mother. See you next month. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Seattle Dining Show. This program is a copyrighted production of Mixed Media and may not be reproduced in part or in whole without written permission of the legal owner, all right? However, feel free to share the link with all your friends on Facebook. Studio equipment for this broadcast was purchased locally at American Music of Fremont Icon. The views and opinions expressed on this show are exclusive to the hosts and guests and do not reflect those of former employees of Bill the Butcher, the Surrogate Hostess, the Beeline Diner, Louie's Chinese Cuisine, the Doghouse, the Five Mile House, Charlie's, the Twin Teepees, Ocean Air, Benjamin's, the Madison Park Cafe, or any other lost Seattle icon. Subscribe free to our monthly magazine online at seattledining.com and join us next time for another edition of the Seattle Dining Show.